The following program is for informational and educational purposes only. This program does not replace medical, mental health, or psychological diagnosis and treatment prescribed by your personal physician, psychologist, therapist, or other health care provider. Please consult your provider for diagnosis and care before beginning or changing any program or idea discussed. Welcome to Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated with host Kristen Harper. She's here to give you those extra tips that you don't always get from other health and wellness programs. Kristen has all the bases covered and just a bit more. Now, here is your host, Kristen Harper. Hello, everyone. This is Kristen Harper, radio show host. My show is Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated on voiceamerica.com, which is the largest live internet radio network in the world. You can find my show on the Health and Wellness channel. Just go to my radio show page, and you will see on the right-hand side all of my past episodes. Uh, I am very passionate about uh, standing for the freedom of Palestine, and I've uh, interviewed previous guests talking about empathy, talking about the suffering of the Palestinians, and I stand behind the Palestinians 100%, and it's definitely an honor to interview my guest today. Uh, we will be talking about empathy, the suffering of uh, Palestinians. I will be interviewing uh, Mr. Duick, and he is the co-founder and coordinator of the Human Rights Defenders in Palestine. So we will be talking about the current situation in Palestine. Um, he, is the org- he, he is the organizer of many uh, peaceful protests. We will talk about the protests that he has organized. He has been arrested and detained 19 times um, by Israeli forces, so we will be talking about that as well including uh, capturing occupation camera project and so much more. And what I'd like to do now is go over his bio. So uh, Mr. Duick is a resident of uh, Hebron and a committed practitioner of nonviolent resistance. He is a poet, writer, lover, Revolutionary, he has traveled and spoken widely in the context of his advocacy for the occupied city and its people. He has a BA degree in social work and has been involved in many trainings, workshops, seminars, and conferences throughout the world regarding peace, justice, and the freedom of Palestine. A noted poet and author, his work has been published in several newspapers and in online forums. His poems focus on the actions he has taken part in, most notably Gate of the Sun. He was one of the main organizers of the protest that took place in January of 2013 regarding the Israeli occupation and continued expansion of illegal settlements. He has been fighting for justice for his people since at the age of 15 and has been arrested and detained about 19 times. His first arrest was at the age of 19 after the Oslo Accords were signed. He was sentenced to three years in prison and was subject to, subjected to harsh interrogations. During his stay in prison, he spent his time 
studying and learned to know the act of peaceful protest even stronger and accepted the fact that not all Jewish people were against the Palestinians and has worked with the extensively in the struggle for human rights, peace, and freedom. Since his release from prison, he has been participating in many nonviolent protests and became the co-founder and coordinator of the Human Rights Defenders in Palestine. Also, he founded Capturing Occupation Camera Project. He helped to create the Solidarity for Palestine Movement and was one of the Freedom Riders taking place on November 15, 2011. He also is known as a human rights activist from the United Nations and the European Union. He delivered a speech at the Human Rights Council in Geneva on 2017. And he is determined to continue his participation in nonviolent actions as long as he is able. It is an honor to have Mr. Duick on my radio show. Uh, good evening for you, uh, Christina. Good evening for everybody who are listening in us to us in America. And it's my honor, actually, that to be hosted by you, uh, Christina, and by your radio show. Thank you for giving me this chance. Oh, thank you so much. And it's uh, definitely an honor to have you on my show. I've been following you on Facebook, and you've done so much work for the Palestinians. Uh, you fight for freedom, peace, and justice, and I'm really proud of you for all that you've done. And would you be able to pronounce your full name for my listeners? Okay. Uh, my name is Badia Dweek. It's right in this way, B-A-D-E-E. And the last name, D-W-A-I-K. Okay. And then if my listeners would like to follow you, how can they do that? Just People that can follow me you. also on my Instagram, I use the same name, which is, this is my real name, by the way, B-A-D-E-E, the last name, Dweek, D-W-A-I-K. Uh, they can follow me within uh, Instagram, Instagram in this name and also Facebook. And also, they can also follow our uh, uh, page, Human Rights Defenders Organization, which is uh, also called Human Rights Defenders. And also, we have also a Twitter called also Human Rights Defenders. And also, we have also a page in Instagram, which is also called Human Rights Defenders. Okay, and I highly, I highly recommend that you follow him because he's always sharing really good content, and he has wonderful videos. I've watched his videos as well on his Facebook page. Uh, so it's definitely an honor to have you on my show. And so, would you be able to tell my listeners uh, what is the current situation right now in Palestine? Okay, thank you very much. Very much. It's my honor, and uh, I'm proud to have. Uh, a great supporter for Palestine cause and for the justice and the freedom for Palestine. Uh, the current situation uh, in uh, Palestine, it's, uh, you know, that we're still suffering uh, and struggling in our daily life to improve this situation uh, and to fight 
peaceful to get our freedom and also to exist justice in this is land uh, in Hebron uh, you know that uh, in 30 of March was the land day for the Palestinians which is very important day and it's an historical land because uh, a historical uh, date uh, talking about uh, uh, the bond uh, the related between the Palestinian as a human and with his, his land and uh, just uh, uh, yesterday there were a protest it's been organized by my organizations uh, against the uh, Zionist uh, settlers who are raided uh, our hard city uh, with a lot of soldiers they were also Heavy uh, soldier, soldiers, they were also protecting those settlers who came to invade our uh, city. And uh, we were organizing these actions also in the uh, memorial of the land day uh, to keep, remember the word, and to keep the Israelis that Palestinians, they are never die, and the Palestinians, uh, they are like the phonics, uh, always when uh, some others, they think that Palestinians, they are dead, they are dead, always this is phonics bird. It's surprising the world and surprises the Israelis that it's uh, raised from the uh, dots and between, between the death and we are come back again and we keep this struggle and this is resistance. What has happened yesterday, that army, who was invaded also city to protect those settlers, Zionist settlers, who are uh, force uh, the Palestinians' shops to close their uh, their shops and they stop the uh, the life for the Palestinians and trap the life and also scare the people who was uh, uh, life uh, living their uh, normal life uh, and somehow. Despite all of this is uh, occupation rules, which is applied against the Palestinians, and then they are start to beat the Palestinians who they were protest. My friends, uh, the activists from our group and others people who they were protect, uh, pro protesting and demonstrating peacefully again. Is this is uh, those soldiers and those settlers who are came to invade our city and uh, the the situation in Hebron? It's really unique situation if we comparing Hebron. With other places in the world, I have been troubled uh, many times in order to make a speech and to open more eyes and hearts about the situation which is, is going on in Palestine generally and Hebron especially because we use Hebron as a micro example to talk about the apartheid which is exist in Palestine generally, but the apartheid which is exist and created by the Israel occupation in Hebron, it's very unique. If I want to compare that with the South Africa apartheid or Ireland apartheid, because I have been traveled for those uh, two countries in order to learn about their apartheid, about their resistance, about their world suffering there, and I found that the apartheid which is exist and created by the Israel occupation, it's harder than others. And also the South African themselves, we were invited and brought South African activists. Those activists used to be fighting against the apartheid regime in South Africa. And those people in 2009, they came and they saw and witnessed the apartheid regime in Hebron and they said the apartheid which is exists by Israel occupation in Hebron, it's worse than the South Africa apartheid. And so for that, that when you come, anyone who want to learn about the apartheid situation, and anyone who want to learn about what is Israeli occupation means, with different forms and means, he come to Hebron because he will watch a museum. It's a museum of apartheid. 
It's a mosaic. It's a mosaic of apartheid, and it's a capital of apartheid. It's a museum of apartheid at the same time, because you can see all the forms of which is related to apartheid, it's applied in Hebrew. If you want to talk about the ethnically cleansing, we can see it very obvious in Hebrew since the Israeli occupation after the after a Zionist uh, criminal, his name is Baruch Goldstein, he did the massacre in 1925th of February from 1994. And what is the result after that? The Israeli government in that time, they are split the mosque, which is uh, converted and uh, become part of this is the mosque. For the first time in the history, they convert part of it to be a synagogue, which has never happened before in the history. And also, they announced many of Palestinians' places and areas as closures areas, which is not allowed for the Palestinians to, <clears throat> to exist any life related for the Palestinians, only for the Israelis' life, such of Shuada Street, which is Shuada Street, for example. We talk about one kilometer street, which is used to be connected the north side of Hebron with the south side of Hebron, after the Israel occupation announced this is area is a military zone area for the Palestinians, so they already split the city for two parts. The only city you can see in West Bank is a split and become two cities, it's Hebron. And part of this is the, the city which is converted, they call it one, the first one call it H1, they took the first letter uh, from Hebron and call it H1, which is supposed to be under the Palestinian control, which is in the reality and in the ground is no control. Because the Israelis who have the power, they do whatever what they want. And the second part, which is called H2 era, this is completely under the Israel control, which is they are focusing and uh, concentrated their settlements, colonies, uh, the colonizers, and also the uh, military checkpoints, the military camps, all the native stuff in this is part, and those families who are living there, they are terrified to be live between sandwiches of settled colonies and settlements and military uh, 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 checkpoints, military camps. So people who are living, still living there, they are some of the Palestinians, unfortunately, to say that, under this is pressure and this is rules, which is Israelis apply it, which is very hard, and one of this is rules, no one they can get this places without to show a number. His number he should be uh, registered and listed in list which is left with the soldiers in the military points. So if anyone he has a, a brothers or sisters living outside of this areas, they will not be able to get inside to visit his brother or his uh, father or his mother or his family. And this is what has happened in Hebron. The, in Hebron, the Israeli occupation, they are focusing more and more to uh, to uh, make all this is era, especially the old part of the city, which is representative the culture and the history for the Palestinians. They want to make all of this is part as a Jewish neighborhood, and they are working hard now to ethnic learning, uh, to ethnic uh, to cleansing all the Palestinians from this is part of the city by quite quiet transfer policy, so without noise. They are kicked the Palestinians by this is rules and put them in a corner that Palestinians, they are under of this is brochure to leave their houses and their places after all of this is brochure, the Israeli occupation make against them. And what has happened yesterday, it's part of from this is a story that Palestinians, they just came by their own bodies. They are uh, trying to say no for the occupation. We are still alive. We are still exist here and we never give up, 
and we want to just to get a freedom and justice and to live like other people around over the world. And we have as a Palestinians, Palestinians people are very educated people, very clever and smart people. We are uh, one of the most educated people in the world. And the Palestinians always defers, deserve the freedom and justice. And we hope that the people who are listening for this show, they can uh, get the feeling all uh, how 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 uh, what does mean your dignity? It's hard, or you are living under occupation and someone controlling your life and steal your home and kick you outside of your home. This is what is going on with the Palestinians. Yes, and uh, I'm so sorry. Uh, you know everything that the Palestinians have had to go through. They've gone through so much hardship, suffering. And but um, I actually feel that Palestine will be free this year or next year. How do you feel about that? I think it's coming. If, the freedom. If we are, if we are not believe that we will be free one day, we will give up and we will resi- uh, uh, We will not. We will not continue this struggle. But since I maybe you are read my bio. And my boy was mentioned that I started this is resistance when I was 15 years old. I am now 48 years old. So most 70% of my age was resistance. And I will continue wow. this resistance because I believe we have the right to be in our land first. And I know that we are a human and we are the Palestinians that we deserve always to have the freedom and we will never give up to continue this is resistance because we know that in the end we will achieve this is point and we will get our freedom and we will apply justice not just for the Palestinians for everybody even for the Jews themselves we are not against the Jews we are just against the occupation and the Zionism since the Zionism exists and this is occupation exists many people they are start suffering not just from the uh, Palestinians themselves. Many Arab countries have been suffering. And also, uh, this is will be fear enough for uh, the humanity that this is Zionism should be uh, disappear from this is world. And the people and the human should be uh, enjoying and testing the freedom. And the Palestinians, uh, they have uh, the right to have their own uh, state to have their own freedom, to have their own identity without anyone to controlling their life and to decide for them to do what and not to do what. And uh, exactly. I see, the, I see the day of the freedom. It's coming soon. And if we are, if we are not as in our generation, if we not uh, get the chance to achieve this is point in our time, that means not to give up. But we have to transfer this is culture of the resistance, the cultures of our duty that to, uh, and the values of this is freedom and justice for our, for our next generation. If we not manage to achieve it in our time, so our next generation, they will be achieve it. But the most important thing that always as a Palestinians, we are teaching a life. Palestinians, they are teaching a life. When you see there are Israelis that are bombing Palestinian homes in Gaza, you see some kids, they are reading and preparing for exams under a candle. When you see that Palestinians uh, in the Metishik points, we are talking about 
550 Sheikh Bonds being established in all West Bank and, and, and 111 of this is Sheikh Bonds just in Hebron. When you see the Amaliti Sheikh Bonds which is distributed everywhere in Hebron and you see Palestinians, they are in, in the Amaliti Sheikh Bonds waiting to get to throw after uh, a long time. You will see in the other side some of the Palestinians' groups, they are, they, they are uh, reading their boxes, they are open their class of the school because the Israel occupation they didn't let the students or their teachers to go. This is Mitzvah Shikbon. You will see the classes start and open in the Mitzvah Shikbon. And this is not and this is not just a talk. This is it, things happened, and I have videos about it to prove it. And also you will see Palestinians playing music, and also some Palestinian kids playing some games. In the metric points, in the in the uh, in the uh, front of the metric points, so that which is I want to say that the Palestinians they always create life and teach life, and we will never give up because we are people who are love the life. Yep, uh, yep. It's it's all about never giving up and fighting for freedom, uh, peace, justice. Uh, you mentioned about the settlers earlier. Uh, are the settlers part of the government? The Israelis, okay, okay. Uh, what, like here, for example, I am, I am now, you know, I'm just far away, like two minutes by walk from the first Metishik bond, and after like two minutes from this is Metishik bond, they are a settlement. So I am not just about five minutes by walk from this is settlement, and in Israel. And also the other families who are more closer than me from this is from this is uh, colonies or settlements uh, in Israel and the Israel governments, all the Israeli governments, they consider those uh, uh, colonizers are civilians. So for us as a Palestinian or some families who are just like far about two meters or three meters distance from the settlement or for, from the colony. So the Israelis are applying for the settlers who are considered a citizen, the Israel law, but for the Palestinians, which is citizen law. So they consider, they consider the settlers who are living in these settlements, which is distributed in all over of West Bank and Hebron as well, as the same person who are living in Tel Aviv. But you can add, even they have more village because they have more support and the Israel government, they are support them with apartments for free. All the apartments which is the settlers they are hosting in, it's for free. The government, they pray for that because the government who, who was built it. So the matter of this is settlement and the colonies, which is considered it's a criminal action. And it's a criminal uh, and also illegally. All the settlements over the West Bank and Gaza Strip, it's considered a criminal action also and illegally. And this is one of the files which should be also open in the International Criminal Court and punish Israel about it. Uh, so the settlers, they are like a second army in Israel. It's a second. I consider the settlers as a second army for Israel because all they are feeding the same policy. The government, they are covered and they protecting the colonizer and the settlers about what they are doing, crimes against the Palestinians. 
In the same time, also soldiers, they do also their also job against the Palestinians to humiliate them. So both of them, they are feeding the same uh, issue. They're feeding the same face, which is Israel face, which is the same occupation face. But everyone, he has his own uh, way and tools. So the settlers just at all, it's just at all to provide and to support the Zionism, the Zionism project, which is start since... 19, uh, uh, 1948 uh, in the ground and they created Israel. Before that, they were created the political Zionist uh, movement, which is, was called for, was, this is Zionist political movement considered there were no people in the Palestine. There were no Palestinians people living here. And, uh, and they were have the right to come since there are no people here. They were denied we are living here, as was happened for South Africa when the Dutch and the first Dutch, Bayerson, at that time he was, uh, he came to uh, South Africa, he said there were no people living there. So it's the same, it's the same idea, it's the same project, and the Palestinians, they have been, exist in this land and live since a thousand years. Don't forget that Jericho, Jericho it was, one of them, the first cities being in the world, and it's built by the Palestinian Canaanite about 12,000 years ago, before Judaism, before Islam, before Christianity. Yes. So um, what I, I want to move on. I have a few more questions here, but I wanted to move on because earlier when I talked about your bio, I, um, I mentioned that you've been arrested and detained 19 times um, at the age of 15, uh, fighting for justice. Would you be able to talk about your treatment? Let's just say the torturing, it was one of the most uh, difficult things and hard things happened in my life, torturing. So to be, to be in jail, this is also is very hard, but this is part of the story that to be tortured is the most hard thing which has happened in my life. And some, many Palestinians are prisoners. If you ask them about this is things, some of them, they have no, uh, the courage to tell you. But since I am, I consider myself, I'm a messenger behalf of my people and carry uh, big things in my heart and Palestine cause uh, should be told and what is going on here should be told for all the people who are uh, still don't know what is going on here or maybe they didn't get the chance uh, to open their eyes or hearts about what is going here. Torturing in Israel. Israel one of the country which has humiliated the international law in each minute. But Israel show up the world with a, a soft face and Israel its support and covered by the capitalism countries in the world. So what Israel, whatever they do crimes, their crimes is forgiven from them. But we know the history will be not forgiven them. And it's a matter of time and Israel will be punished about their crimes. Whatever the Palestinians still alive, they are running after their rights. So in this time, the Israel occupation, they have been came and invaded my home. In that time, I was prepared because I got my, my result in the high school and I got, I got a scholarship, full scholarship to study in Baghdad before the war, before the war. 
So in that time, I registered for this is workshop, which is this is work, uh, this is um, scholarship. Sorry, scholarship was uh, covered my housing, my uh, my study, pocket money, everything. And I registered and prepared my papers to study because it was one of my dreams to study and to complete even to get uh, even to be a to have a PhD or so on. So I registered. And one week later, after I prepared my documentaries and my papers, the Israelis, they were invaded my home at two o'clock in the morning, with a lot of armies were surrounded my home, which is, they not needed because just like uh, two soldiers, they can come and arrested me and that all, because I'm not an armed person. And I never even use arms in my life, you have to know. So they came and invaded my home, and there were about uh, tens of military soldiers surrounded my home, and then they arrested me, and my mom, I remember my mom, she passed away five years ago, but in that time, she was asked the commander, what, or the elite intelligence commander, she told him, where, where you are going with him? He said, we need him just for five minutes, and the five minutes is talk three years from my life in that day. This was the first time that I was arrested and I was exactly about 19 and a half years. So the army, uh, because part of from this is procedures and this is process, they keep you uh, uh, thinking with a lot of thoughts cooking in your mind, so they blindfold your eyes. They also handcuff your legs and your also hands behind of your body. And they are take you and put you in the military jeep and they keep uh, keep riding for hours till you are always thinking where they are going to take me. And from time to time, this soldiers, he, uh, he beat you by books from here or this soldiers, they are uh, by his legs, they put you between the soldiers' legs and you feel that your dignity is really very... Uh, they harsh your dignity and sometimes spit on you and says very bad words against you. So then they took me to uh, a military uh, jail because we have two we have two uh, type of jails. There are jails which is under the authority of army and there are jails under the Israel police or authority. So the first, they took me for a jail which is related uh, to Hebron. It's a village called Al uh, Dahriye. There were a, a building which is this is building. Building it's been established by the British mandate. So they took me inside. There are a room, a uh, very tight room, uh, about like uh, sixty meter uh, uh, wide. And uh, you're not able uh, even to uh, to sleep in this is uh, room because it's very tight. So they and it's very dark. There were uh, no any light inside, and uh, there were no any space even to see what is outside. Always you are see uh, dark, just dark. Uh, and in that time, uh, I have been spent. So we talk about like uh, a closed a closed uh, room. So I wasn't even cons uh, know or how to consider the night from the from the night from the day only by one thing. There were uh, some a group of birds 
and I found later, after I get out from this is uh, closed, I found there were a tree behind of this is uh, closed. The bears was coming in the morning, start their days, so I was hearing their voices, and when they were leaving, so they come again to the birds, before, for, uh, to the trees before they are go to their home. So I, this is was the way how I was recognized, this is the day and this is the night. Otherwise, I wasn't known. And uh, so they bring you uh, a very bad food, which is left from the army in that time, and they were kept, uh, bring me the food uh, and put it outside for two hours before they are get it inside. And in the beginning, because I wasn't uh, really have, uh, have uh, to eat it, because it was very disgusting, so I was eat some, uh, some, uh, some uh, fruits, they were brought with it, like uh, orange or apple, one apple or orange. So I was keep it and to eat it, and I wasn't able to eat in the beginning. But after I see it, it's very long story. So I managed to eat what uh, they were offered to me. So and I remember when the first night they put me in this room, I was really want to go to the toilet and I want to do it. So uh, there were soldiers outside of this is a closed room. I was, uh, or this is cabin, it is very small room. Like, as I told you, it's just about 60 centimeter wide. So I was uh, knocking on the door and asking, please, I want to go to the toilet. And the army, they were denied and ignored all my shouting, all my streaming. I was streaming, shouting, please, I want to go to the toilet. I want to go to the bathroom. Then, since I wasn't have any option and choice, so I managed to do it uh, on the room, and I slept. And if you know that, how the way I was slept, because there were no space to sleep, so I put my head in the ground, and I put my legs, I put it on the door. I make it, I take it up, and I make my head uh, was my neck on the ground and my legs was up to the door. This was how the way I was spent my two nights in this is room. Then the army was moved me from this is uh, jail, which is, was under the authority of the soldiers. And they took me to Nablus jail from Hebron to Nablus. And they were drove me for some hours more than which is supposed to take. And when they take off, uh, when we arrived at Nablus, and he took off the blindfold from my eyes, he said, where you are, you can guess. I told him, I think I am the desert. And I wasn't in desert. He said, no, you are not in the desert. You are in Nablus, jail. So this jail was under the uh, police authority, and uh, who are investigating you there is the intelligence. And those intelligence, they are trained uh, very well uh, to how to squeeze the Palestinians and to kill them from inside, torturing them. So they were took me and put me in a room on a chair, and this is chair, as I said, small, uh, like 30 centimeter high from the ground. So they handcuffed my hands with this chair from behind, and they are also covered my leg, and also after they uh, handcuffed my legs, also they they, ha uh, they make sure that I would not move with that chair. So also they uh, bonded the, the, my legs with the ground itself. 
and they put also a bucket on my head till my neck so uh, in the beginning because you know that they are watching you they put they have um, a camera so by this camera they can uh, watching you because they want to study how you are act because those also intelligence they are also trained a psychology and so on to study you so I was moved uh, I was moved this is a pocket I was put it because my body was because I was very young still very young I was my body was very flexible so I would manage to put my head between my two legs and I take off a little bit this is pocket and I make it under of my eyes so when I heard some steps coming I just shake my I was just shaking my head and after that the bucket come down again. So they realized, they realized this situation and they put, they came and they put it more tied to me. And I was stayed like 72 hours continuous torturing by this situation, playing very noisy and uh, music. I wasn't know what is this is the music, very loud, very loud. They was also have uh, conditions in the ceiling. Uh, sometimes they give you very cold air, then they switch it, uh, turn it to very hot. And I remember I was got uh, freezed, and uh, my body was become shaking. All of my body shaking, and then I was dropped with the chair on the ground. And then they brought the they brought the doctors for me, and I kept without to sleep. You cannot sleep. Uh, in this situation, because you are uh, in the chair uh, for uh, 72 hours continuous, no one they ask any questions. The only rest was for me uh, through this time. They were took me to the toilet and to have my breakfast and my dinner. I uh, my, my dinner. They were uh, took me about 11 o'clock to to have my breakfast in the toilet area. So this is, was for me. The, uh, the the rest the rest uh, time and then in the four o'clock or four o'clock they came they take me to take my lunch they like mix it between lunch and uh, dinner so uh, only two meals I was take and this is was the only time was for relaxing if I want to say uh, relaxing which is not relaxing it's about like less more than hour each time. And then they took me again for the seat. So the same situation. And after this 20, uh, 72 hours, they start to question me in by those intelligence people. They brought me for their office. Start questions me questions. And when I am not able to to answer, they are uh, beat me. Sometimes they put me under his feet, under the table. Sometimes uh, they also uh, for, force me to make some uh, movements, like, for example, he was forced me to stand on my uh, feet, just on my feet. And if I'm not managed to be, if I fell, he will beat me. And uh, sometimes they come from behind of my body, and I still, in this situation, and all the situations, I still... Uh, handcuff my hands and my legs wherever this uh, questioning and this is investigation that's to say and integration continues with me so sometimes they will come behind of me and make my hands 
uh, like tear my hands and uh, he take my hands with my head from my behind and start to shaking me very 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 fast then uh, suddenly he he release you from from his hand and you will uh, stand with the table or maybe with the ground and i know two cases been uh, killed by this is uh, this is system of integration one of them he was uh, shaking like this and then he suddenly he threw him and he was his head was uh, hit in the table of the investigator and then he got uh, arterial bleeding in his body and then he passed away he's he, by the way also from a village in Hebrew uh, from a town of Hebron called Dura. This is guy who I talk about him. And also sometimes I use other models, which is also... And we're at the end of my so show I was, right I was now. Like, and, I just, and, I was have in a this few, situation uh, for 29s. Please. Yes. And we're at the end of my show, and I really enjoyed speaking with you, and I'm so sorry for all the hardship you've been through, but I'm really proud of you for standing for freedom, you know, fighting for the Palestinians, uh, fighting for justice and peace. You're amazing. I appreciate all the work that you've done for Palestine. And so do you have any last comments for my listeners before we close the show? Any last comments okay, just- for my listeners? Just I have a message that for all the people who are listening for us that uh, we want you always to, uh, you cannot replace our resistance, I know, because you are uh, outside, we are here on the ground, but what we need, we need to support us from behind and to keep uh, your voices and also boycotting this is regime. Israel humiliated the international law, they are not respect the human rights, and please boycott this is system which is called Israel and I hope that uh, one day we will celebrate our freedom and justice together and I hope that one day to get the chance to come to America to make more speeches about the situation here to make more to open more eyes and heart thank you very much for this is uh, chance that you given me and host me to make a speech and to talk about our situation here and our life Well, thank you so much for coming on. It was definitely an honor, and I'd love to meet you one day. You take care. Many blessings. You are always welcome, and uh, always you are our guest here, and you will feel that we are the guest, and you are you will be the owner of the place. Okay. Okay, well, you take care. It was nice to talk to you. Thank you very much. Have a good time. Mm-hmm. And uh, listeners, we're at the end of my show here, and thank you for tuning in. And if you'd like to reach me, you can send me an email to Kristen at KristenHarperSpeaks.com. If you have any questions or if you'd like to give me any suggestions for future health and wellness topics. Also, I have created a Facebook group uh, to help the Palestinians at the Gaza Strip. And if you would like to um, join, just to learn more about the suffering, you can go to Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash donate to the Gaza Strip. I also made a fundraising campaign for the Palestinians. <clears throat> if you'd like to make a donation, you can go to GoFundMe.com and just do a search. Um, and you can just type in Palestinians are suffering at the Gaza Strip. You'll find my 
Uh, you'll, you'll find the city where I'm located, which is Tempe, Arizona. And if you make a donation, I would really appreciate it. It would really help the Palestinians out. If you'd like to sponsor the show, you can send me an email. We have different Voice America packages, and you can choose the one that's best for you. And it, it will really help your business because we reach a lot of people on the network. And uh, my show is all about health and wellness, but... Why do I talk about freedom? Because I'm, I'm very, I'm a freedom activist, but I'm very passionate about freedom. Because without freedom, our health suffers as well. Uh, it's definitely happening. Like at the Gaza Strip, uh, they're under this Israeli siege. They have toxic water. They have limited food, uh, limited electricity, and their health has just declined. So. It's important to have freedom because then we have better health. And, and so um, wishing all of you a healthy and happy week. And just make sure you tune in every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Pacific time. And, again, I stand for the Palestinians. I feel like we all should be uh, behind them. Like, you know, we need to stand up for the Palestinians. It's very important. And I do believe that Palestine will be free this year or next year. Take care. Thank you for being a part of the show this week. Tips to keep you healthy, happy, and motivated with your host, Kristen Harper, can be heard live every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Kristen can't wait to speak again next week. Kristen Harper is a health and wellness speaker and founder of Perfect Health Consulting Services. She inspires people all over the world to keep healthy, happy, and motivated. Get a virtual health coaching or hair mineral analysis package at perfecthealthconsultingservices.com to help you get healthy and stay healthy. Also, go to kristenharperspeaks.com to hire Kristen Harper, a health and wellness speaker, for one of your events. Be sure to visit both of Kristen's websites, perfecthealthconsultingservices.com and K-R-I-S-T-E-N, harperspeaks.com. Now is the time to take your health to the next level and become the best version of yourself.